Uh, dear Sara, I know this might be hard to hear, but your mom is going to pass away much sooner than you ever anticipated. Things will be complicated and feel desperate for the longest time, and it will be like a nightmare that never ends. When it does, although it will end tragically with her passing, this will be point the point in time where you, where you truly become an adult. You'll grow the most you've ever grown, so take all your mom's lessons and teachings with you for the battles that may come next, since she's no longer here to guide you. Despite of all the bad things that come your way, stay in touch with your friends and your friends' friends. Networking is important, and talking to people is terrifying. I know that. But it, might, but it will serve you right on multiple occasions. Finally, don't forget that your mom always trusted and encouraged you to be ambitious. So don't forget, don't be afraid to taking risks, especially when it comes to your professional life. Even though you think you have everything planned out, be prepared to be thrown a curveball and turn bad situations into opportunities you can take. Yours truly, Sarah. The Heart and Hard Work podcast lets us walk alongside extraordinary people reflecting on their stories to share learnings, mindsets, and actions that help us be our best. I'm the host, Rob Maloney. I've been guided by teammates, leaders, and mentors through life's most intense challenges, and they've empowered me to build this podcast space so we can grow together. We all face different challenges running our own races, but we can celebrate the power of our diverse stories, united by the thread of building our best selves with heart and hard work. Sarah Bonita, it's great to have you. Uh, Sarah, you for our listeners, so they know you are Portuguese Microsoft alumni with a bachelor's degree in applied mathematics, a former triathlete, and a podcast co-host. So we have a ton in common. And your ability to adapt under all scenarios is what's led you to take on the challenge of leaving your home country of Portugal to settle in Geneva, Switzerland. And today you work at Deloitte as a business analyst and help companies to impl implement global mobility technology solutions so they can effectively manage their global workforce. Sarah, thanks so much for being with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Really happy to be here. Yeah. What What are you drinking, Sarah? So today I'm drinking kombucha. I've been using it kind of as a replacement for fizzy drinks. That's uh, because of the whole spike in glucose. I think it's it's a better replacement. Yeah. And improves your gut health as well. So been obsessing about that recently. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You're not the only person I know who's been uh, obsessing about gut health a little bit. I have some decaf coffee in a mug that says just smile and nod. Uh, so great that you being someone who is formerly a listener, listening in the car, or may, having that morning coffee. So we'll be sipping along with, with listeners as they reflect and grow with us in this episode. Um, so in this kind of new season, I know I'm really excited to share about it. The first question I'm going to ask you is, how do you want to be witnessed? And then we're going to get into a reflection together. And you actually wrote a letter to yourself. So I'm, 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 I got a chance to read that. I'm really excited to have the chance to share that with listeners and just think about how we go through the process of reflecting and turning our, for, our hindsight into foresight. But the first question that I'm going to start is the way we always like to start and getting a chance to see you the way you want to be seen and really experience you is how do you want to be witnessed? Yeah, so um, I think that's a, a very a good, just a great question overall. But I think for someone who's as young as I am, I'm just started working for about a year now. Um, I'm 22. I have no idea who I am, but um, <laughs> I've been able to come up with some stuff that I've learned more about myself over the years and just feedback that I've gotten from people in general. And overall, I think that my my greatest asset and 
the what I, I see more in myself is just the ability to be adaptable and to to just have the, the grit to to see similarities in different situations, uh, kind of taking from the mathematical concept concept of uh, homeomorphism, where everything is kind of similar to a, a function is kind of high level mathematics, but um, I just I just try to find similarities in things and just be able to overcome any diverse um, and situations that I find, whether them being good or bad. And this has played a very significant role throughout the different things that have happened in my life. Um, and just overall, I just like being the person that is always there. If you need something, I'm here. I'll uh, do A, but also do Z. It doesn't matter anything in between. I'm, I'm just here, no worries. That's awesome. So you've earned a couple sips from me alone in there. <laughs> um, I, I'd be really impressed if some of our listeners get the homeomorphism. I don't know if you need a master's degree for that one or if you just enjoy it. But um, so really incredible. Thank you for sharing that. And, and the beauty of that question is not the need to have the perfect answer, but the, to spend the time reflecting on that. If we don't do that, then then who really is? So that's a question I like to ask myself often and ask the people around me. So thank you for just sharing that with us. I think some other fun facts about you too, is you've, you've had, and you survived polio when you were five years old. Um, that's incredible. And when you were eight, you played at Coliseo de Rucres. I can't even say uh, it correctly. That's, that's, that's close enough, I guess. It's called Coliseo uh, de Rucres. It's a Portuguese music venue and it sits around 4,000 people. <laughs> Gigantic concert hall. That's no small feat. So in incredible that you would uh, be able to come spend some time with us on this podcast and we get a chance to reflect and grow together. Like you said, 22 years old, who, who really cares about the number itself? Just it's important that we're always doing this and we're a part of that team with each other. So with that said, you're never too old or too young to be reflecting. And so you wrote a letter to yourself at another point in time. And so I want to give you the microphone now to share a little bit about that a little bit about who you wrote it to or like yourself at what point in time and why and then maybe to actually just read it out loud uh yes so uh, my letter where is this okay um so i i can just go ahead and read it maybe it's better for everyone Perfect. <laughs> so uh dear sarah i know this might be hard to hear but your mom is going to pass away much sooner than you ever anticipated Things will be complicated and feel desperate for the longest time, and it will be like a nightmare that never ends. When it does, although it will end tragically with her passing, this will be point the point in time where you, where you truly become an adult. You'll grow the most you've ever grown, so take all your mom's lessons and teachings with you for the battles that may come next, since she's no longer here to guide you. Despite of all the bad things that come your way, stay in touch with your friends and your friends' friends. Networking is important and talking to people is terrifying. I know that, but it might, but it will serve you right on multiple occasions. Finally, don't forget that your mom always trusted and encouraged you to be ambitious. So don't forget, don't be afraid to taking risks, especially when it comes to your professional life. Even though you think you have everything planned out, be prepared to be thrown a curveball and turn bad situations into opportunities you can take. Yours truly, Sarah. Wow. That that is powerful. Um, that was worth a bunch more sips from me as well. So just to give it right back to you, tell us more. Like, what does that really mean to you? Well, I think that um, 
with my mom's passing part the last year, um, it was a time of a lot of reflecting, but also a lot of time of, of playing both things at the same time, a lot of the times. Um, and throughout that time, I just I just learned a lot about myself, how I handle difficult situations, um, but also a lot just about what trauma is. Uh, my mom, she, she struggled with an awful disease for about six months before passing. And so it was it was really hard for me to be able to to see her kind of becoming a shell of a person that she was once was. Um, and and struggling through all of that and not being able to be in control because as much as you want you want to do everything possible to make sure that you're the person that you love is better but when it comes to stuff like this you just can't and so you just have to be there and sometimes being there is, is not enough um and so during those times i uh, i learned a lot and uh, even though it was a, a really awful time uh and 2022 was well, it was a kind of a weird, weird year. Uh, it also came with a lot of good things. And I would think I was able to turn those bad things that happened between 2021 and 2022 into opportunities. I, I got my job at Microsoft, which was pretty cool. Then I left Microsoft and now I'm at Deloitte and moved to Switzerland. Um, and so even though things kind of started badly, um, there's, it's always a good time for a uh, to make changes, to take risks. And I think that um, even though my mom is gone, you know, I, I just kind of try to do things that she would be proud of me for doing. And she always used to tell me that um, if she could, she'd be the first one to put me on an airplane for me to move abroad or something. Ah. So <laughs> uh, even though a lot of people, when I, when I left home, they were, they were kind of upset at me for me leaving. Um, I know that she she would be the first one to to let me go. So I think it's it's all about that as well as just um, just honoring, I think, the the past and what people could be in the future as well. Yeah, that that's super powerful. And I think implicitly in your willingness and wanting to connect and wanting to share this message on a podcast, knowing, that it can have such a meaningful impact on listeners and people who are probably going through something similar as well. Actually, my dad passed away in 2019. So uh, it's it's not an easy thing for anyone to go through. And I've, I'm sure as you've had people helping you through it, I've had people who helped me through it. And we're just, we're just there to help support. It is as much as it's a challenging thing to go through. I like the line that you pointed out, you'll, you'll grow the most you've ever grown. So take your mom's lessons and teaching with you for the battles that may come since she will no longer be here to guide you. Can you just t talk more about that line specifically, what that has meant to you? Um, I think that when I, when I was younger, well, when my mom was alive, she, she was just that guiding light. She, um, she always knew the right thing to say and she was very rational. Um, and so her not being here is, is kind of difficult for me because I would always ask for her opinion, even if I didn't follow what she told me. Mm. Um, and so her not being here is, is, is kind of difficult because I want to make decisions, but I need to ask someone. And it's come to that time where I ask my, my dad about an, an opinion on a certain thing that I want to do. And all he says is, well, you just have to put it on a scale. 
which <laughs> metaphorically speaking means you want me to put in an equation. I mean, I have a bachelor's degree in mathematics. I know what that means. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just, um, it's kind of gone to that the end of the line of, I don't have any more advice to give you. So you just have to go out on your own. And so my mom passing kind of meant that as well. Um, and so it's just, it's it's been a really, um, well, difficult time, but also I don't think I've ever felt happier. I've never been happier actually moving here to, to Switzerland as well. Um, it's just, it's kind of weird that it took my mom to pass away for all of this to transpire, but <laughs> it's just uh, funny things happen in life, I guess. Yeah. And when we can take that as, as we're, we're coping through it, I, I think also the line you pointed out that this will be the point in time when you truly become an adult. And you're talking about, it, it, was that having to do with the decision-making and, and less of kind of letting go of the guidance? What was that more about for you? Uh, yeah, I think it, it was mostly about that, that the fact that you, at one point when you become an adult, uh, it's about the decisions that you make. Uh, sure, you can ask for other people's opinions, but no one is there to to validate you necessarily. Um, and you don't have a fan club behind you usually. <laughs> um, my my parents were kind of that throughout time. Even when I did triathlon for, for eight years, they were always there uh, in every race. Um, so not having that is it's just kind of you're on, on your own kids. And it just that's when life really begins when you you don't have anyone else to to rely on but yourself. Yeah, I I found that that part of the reflection very interesting, specifically because I also had this similar theory that, you know, we always look at adults and we think, man, you just always have the answers. You always have the support. Like for me and my, and my dad, he always he would always say, "There's nothing lost in listening. Always listen to what everyone else had to say first. You don't lose anything. Then you can make the decision. But all I ask is that you listen. And then as you get older, you start to realize, like, wait a minute, adults never actually knew the answer. They just, they just had to tell us something. So you get to that point where you realize you are the one that's accountable for me. I realize I'm the one that's accountable for the decision. I need to consult as many people as I can. But there's no one specifically above me, especially as I continue." we're both young, we're, we're both learning, right? Constantly, there's there's not always going to be someone above me that's going to be checking and looking and I, I'm not gonna be able to validate what I'm doing with them. So I, I really thought that was an interesting reflection that you brought out. Yeah, I think the, the biggest advice, at least that my mom always gave me, is that when you're one things, the, you always have to ask for them. Uh, you always have to go and get them. And the worst thing that they can say is just no. And so that kind of um, pulled me into making taking risks, in, especially in terms of my professional life. Right. Um, because just the worst that they can say is just no, or maybe they don't answer and ghost you. So either way, Ooh, it's fine. <laughs> either way, it's no, fine. Doesn't really. That was matter. worth the sip because you you wrote in there too. Despite all the bad things that may come your way, stay in touch with your friends and and your friends' friends. Networking is important. I think this one was extra important. Networking is important. And talking to people is terrifying. I know, <laughs> yeah. but <laughs> it will serve you right on multiple occasions. What do you mean it will serve you right on multiple occasions? You obviously have some hindsight that past you didn't have. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, I, this is kind of a boomer thing to say, but my biggest social media is LinkedIn somehow. <laughs> and so 
the because I've sometimes I DM people just asking for for stuff like I asked for uh, I I gave you some feedback through uh, a LinkedIn DM and I got a podcast visit out of it, um, and I through those DMs I've gotten two job offers out of that the both both of them I took, so it just kind of shows that you always need to be in touch with people and the people I reach out to were people that I I knew uh, from high school for example friends of a friend um, and at some point acquaintances of mine and so it's always really important to to at least stay in touch to find at least a contact uh, so that when it comes to maybe changing gears changing your career moving cities whatever you always have just a point of contact even to get some some tips or something like that um, and at least for me I uh, I struggle a lot with uh, reaching out to to people and just interacting with people in general is really hard for me. I'm yeah. very introverted and have a bit of social anxiety. Um, and so I have to push myself to do that. Um, and so that's the the part of uh, interacting with people is terrifying. And I, I know that because I'm still struggling with it. It's something I practice every day, but you know, uh, it's it's never really over that kind of work. I think that that's so powerful to share that alone. Just that the fact that that is something that you practice and that you are taking active measures to take action on those things and that you've seen results, you've seen the success because a lot of times we try something like that, like myself. I'm, I don't think I've always been this way naturally. I also had to practice. Like re What I used to always do was go to make a comment or like be talking to someone and be like, I should say that. Like, Oh, I didn't say it. And then like spend the whole car ride home, just being like, I should have said something like I had something to say. So I got better at just having a thought and just sending it, like just leaning totally into whatever crazy direction my hyperactive brain wants to take me in and finding like in the beginning, all right, maybe it's a 50, 50 toss up. This is going to go well, but I guess uh, we're young. We have the chance to, and I think at any point in life, the more you go, you, you get these refined thoughts and you find yourself in similar situations for myself, I would find that other people are just like, yeah, good point. Oh yeah, that's funny. Or like we just laugh, we relate about it and then we connect because I was willing to go for it. Have you found that that's been the case for you too? Uh, yes, increasingly so as I've grown older and just experienced different people, different types of personalities, just gotten easier. I still struggle with the, the timing of the comments that I make if I <laughs> so <do> a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm just talking and so, uh, I start talking and someone starts talking at the same time. It's just awful. And I have to shut up because, you know, the other person's talking. So <laughs> I'm still working on that part. But yeah, you and me both. So yeah, <laughs> The, the the one of the biggest reasons why I started the podcast was to practice the things that I want to improve on being a better listener, you know, being active, being able to ask questions that can bring out the best in the people around me, get a chance to reflect together. Not necessarily because I think that I have the best things in the world to say, but because when I do want to say them, I want them to mean something to the people that I'm sharing them with. Um, and I think that that's important to, to the last point, right? You really, that I really want to touch on your, on your letter when you you said finally don't be afraid that your mom always trusted and encouraged you to be ambitious so don't be afraid of taking risks especially when it comes to your professional life in a large sense i i can relate with that a ton um and then the last line that you wrote to yourself even though you think you have everything planned out be prepared to be thrown a curveball and turn bad situations into opportunities you can take can you talk more about that uh yeah so when i was in 8th grade i think i had like um 
basically a 10 year plan of what I wanted to do, which now speaking and talking about it just seems so stupid. But, but at the time, it, it sounded like a great idea, you know, and when you're a kid, um, people are always saying you, you have no idea what you're doing, you don't have a plan, you, you're always doing stupid stuff. And so having a plan like that kind of made me think like I was more of an adult than I was. Um, and now I know that no adult has anything figured out. They have no idea what they're doing. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but but at the time, it it just included me going to to university and having basically straight eyes to go there, um, and then doing a master's degree abroad. Um, what ended up happening was I ended up going to a university, but for a different degree that I was planning on. Uh, I went to do do the physics. But then I had changed my mind and did apply mathematics, uh, which is it's not that different, I guess. Uh, it's just more abstract. And I was uh, actually in the same boat. I, I I was physics and I wanted to do physics. So it was more tangible, but I already committed to math. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, physics also has like kind of that part, theoretical physics. And just in general, you, you do quantum mechanics and it's uh, completely mind blowing, but whatever. <laughs> um <laughs> And, uh, and what ended up happening is that because of, of COVID, uh, due to the, I just wasn't feeling mentally there. I didn't have the right mindset to, to do stuff. And so I ended up filing three, three classes. I had to retake them, even though I was already accepted to do the master's degree in um, financial mathematics at the Royal Institute in, uh, in Stockholm, uh, in Sweden. And I had to rethink everything that I, I knew. I didn't even know if I was smart enough to be a bachelor's degree in mathematics. Um, and so it just kind of reshaped my whole mindset about everything and made me think more about what I wanted to do in the future. Um, and so that was part of the reason why I wanted to try being a, a support engineer at Microsoft, to try something new, to try something. Well, where I, I also have to talk with clients uh, because it's something that I struggle with. So I yeah. went to the, the one profession where you have to talk to people every day, <laughs> right. even though it's a uh, corporate clients and whatnot. Um, but it, it just really threw, threw me on completely off. And it just made me realize that having a plan is, is okay, but just be allow, your, allow yourself to, to go on a tangent and go do something completely different. That's also fine. No worries about that yeah. either. I think that that's so important. And the reason I wanted to touch on that is because for myself too, as both of us being constantly growing and evolving people, we probably, if you're anything like me, I shouldn't actually make an assumption, but I sometimes don't want to make the plans because I'm like, I want to just have the future be open-ended and be anything's possible. And I want to be ready to take on any opportunity. But I was reflecting a lot over the past month while I was traveling abroad um, in Southeast Asia and just thinking, and I read some really cool literature. One of the biggest reflections was there's there's a matrix you can make, a four by a two by two grid for opportunities for the future. The future can either be definite or it can be indefinite in your mind. And it can either be optimistic or pessimistic. So definite, indefinite, optimistic, or pessimistic. Basically, the reflection was if you're pessimistic about the future, whether it be whether the future be definite or indefinite, it's basically going to come true. So you, you're, if you're not willing to be optimistic, if you're un, if you're thinking that it's not going to work, if your future is definitely going to be bad or it's going to be indefinitely bad, but you don't know how bad it's going to be, it'll be bad. <laughs> 
Um, and then if you are optimistic about it, and if you are indefinite or definite are the two options, if you're indefinite about it and you just, you just think it's going to be optimistic, but you're not exactly sure how or why and how you're going to make it. So you're going to really struggle. It's going to be a lot of chaos is what I was. This is my inner narrative. If I slip in the, the words like you are, that means I'm speaking to myself, but it's going to be really challenging for myself. If, if you're definite and you have a plan and you are optimistic you can work towards it. You can put it into the universe. Other people can get on board. You can put resources together. Other people can be a part of that journey with you. They can support it because it's tangible. It's definite. It's something that you're working towards. It's a goal. Like it's, it's a plan. So in reality, the, that even that one, it has the chance to be fulfilled, to come true, to, to manifest. The only challenge for myself is to be optimistic and indefinite. If if we don't make a plan, if we're not willing to reflect, if we if we just think like it's going to work out, that's the only place where chaos can arise and chaos comes about because it's one thing if a plan doesn't work out, but it at least had a chance. If if you don't have a plan, if I don't have a plan, then it's certainly setting myself up to to go nowhere. It's it's just a that was that was something that I reflected on a lot. Did you feel like you have any kind of similar realization when you're, you said eight years old, making this 20 year life plan? Um, I, I think uh, when I was younger, I, I didn't, I just had that plan. I wanted to follow it as much as I could. Um, and that also led, led to some, some mishaps, I guess, in, uh, in my, my life when I was a kid, because uh, I ended up having a severe case of burnout when I was uh, like 17 or 18 because of right. triathlon and school. Um, training 20 to 30 hours a week and maintaining a 3.9 GPA, they, they don't mix very well. That's, <laughs> At least that's not for no me. joke. Cheers to and, you. Wow. And they don't mix very well. And so having, even having that plan, it's, if you stick to it too much, it can have negative consequences as well. So I learned that during those times. Um, but, but now I just have, well, I have, a shorter term plan. I think it's it's better to think about things that, this way um, because it allows you for flexibility in the future. Otherwise, I just wouldn't be here in Switzerland, for example. I'd be still trying to get that master's degree in, uh, in Sweden or something. Um, and just, I just wouldn't have started my professional life as I am um, and having the, the experience that I have at the moment. So, yeah. that That's so powerful. So I, I really want to wrap up this reflection a little bit and just say it's been really cool for you even now to be your peer and along here with you, just thinking that, you know, none of us expected to be where we are today and how you highlight that it's a continuous process and iteration, but you can't iterate if you don't have a plan. So it's really cool to, to think about how that's unraveled for you. And so before we wrap up and walk away, I want to take something for the road. I want to ask you a couple rapid fire questions just to get your take on them, kind of recap a little bit about what we talked about and think about how we can take some of it with us and just summarize a little bit. So first little rapid fire question is, what's a quote that drives you because it helps you remember who you are? Uh, yeah, so I've been listening to, to different podcasts now. And uh, one of them is with Scott Galloway. He's an entrepreneur. And one of the, the things he said, I'm not sure if it's, it's his quote or not, but he always says, things are not, never as good or as bad as they seem. And I think it, it's related a lot to, to what we've been discussing so far, mm. um, because you just have to be flexible with what you get thrown at, because chaos is a, 
is that uh, that machine that's always going to be throwing weird thing, things at you and just have to make make what you can with it. Yeah. Right. And things things are never as good or as bad as they seem. Yeah. That's that's exactly. a good one. What is the worst advice that you wasted time believing and that you need to avoid the trap of, or we should avoid the trap of? Um, I th- this is going to be a really practical advice, I guess, uh, which is not, not at all what we've, what we've been talking about. But um, usually, people say that you always you have time to save for save for invest for retirement and just that's just not true at all because when you're enjoying your 30s your your 20s sorry um (laughs) you just uh you just forget about it and suddenly you're 35 with a a kid on the way and you just have no savings and suddenly out of out of a job and so you you have to prepare for that as well so just invest in retirement just put some money to the side and when in 10 years uh, in 10 years it will be still there so you don't have to worry about that this is coming from the 22 year old. Keep in mind. Yes. Yeah, sure. human. <laughs> so you, now you're writing a letter to future you as well, which is, which is the point of writing a letter to our previous selves. Um, what is something we all need to think again about? Um, so I think as a, a society, we've, we've just, um, I've always fixated on what success is and for, for the, what we have right now, which is a, uh, society defines success as a person that has a lot of money and a lot of power, maybe not necessarily tangible, but intangible. And so I think we need to rethink that. And a lot of it comes in with the edu- education. We just always think that someone that has a really, um, really good grades, is always going to come out on top, is going to be a, a nerd just founding Facebook or something. Um, and so we we need to rethink that because um, the way that we just bring uh, generations and human beings in general, um, it just, it's just a very linear way of thinking and we need to be more nuanced in general about this and a lot of things, honestly. Um, just thinking in black and white just doesn't work for most, most things. This is uh, like real life. It's not really... Um, a computer system with a binary code or whatever um so so we just need to to be able to uh, bring generations that have good values and after that whatever comes in terms of economical success will follow from that sarah that's incredible you're 22 years old you are a real person <laughs> right despite how i hope that we can do our small part to be a part of changing the way that people think about others is not just being zeros and ones and not just being a machine because we look at you with your incredible background already as a Microsoft alumni with mathematics degrees, triathlete, you had a podcast, you have left your home country and you're now a business analyst for Deloitte. Um, Thank you so much for letting us get a a look at the real person to really witness the person behind the accolades and the heart and hard work that really made them possible there's two more things is one is the question that you brought onto the show, which is for us to think of, would you rather, and would you rather hardcover or paperback books? What's the, what's your answer to the question? Uh, my answer is uh, paperback um, covers. And honestly, it's just because of the uh, practicality of it. I like to read books whenever I can, um, not just at home. So I just like to bring the book on uh, on my pocket and just bring it whenever 
pants have pockets because as a woman sometimes pants don't have pockets <laughs> and so <laughs> whenever cool. i can yes yeah, so those kind of problems from first world country just awful um but anyways um i just like to bring books along so uh, paper cover you have to bring it because otherwise it's just too heavy and it doesn't fit your backpack for example Nice. I actually, I would throw a curveball because that's what you said. Be be ready for curveballs in life. Uh, I'm going to say audiobooks because I really struggle to read. Uh, it's part of just my own learning disability or challenge, whatever you call it. But I listen to audiobooks very frequently because it allows me to engage with the material, to take my notes, to think, well, especially while I'm walking. That's another big reason why I decided to make this a podcast to take a different take on learning and a different means that we can share learning and expression. So um, really has been phenomenal to share this conversation with you. And I want to end the episode with your one text, your one last message that you get a chance to send to yourself and to our listeners as their takeaway, as we think about how we can move forward and continue taking action with heart and hard work. So Sarah, I'm going to let you take us out of here. Uh, yes, yeah, so the question that I left for our listeners here is, um, if the most important thing for you disappeared tomorrow, how would you adapt and move forward in your life whilst keeping true to your values? From me and the whole podcast team, thank you for joining this conversation of heart and hard work. We hope you'll follow so you can continue to grow with us. If you enjoyed this episode, a great way to turn your reflections into meaningful action is by commenting, sharing, or liking us on your favorite podcast platform, Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. It also really helps share insights from stories of heart and hard work with the people who can benefit from them the most. 